This is Made in Montana News on the Treasure State Radio Network. I'm Jay Scott. Lewis and Clark County District Judge Mike McMahon has halted implementation of the new law allowing concealed carry of firearms on public college campuses in Montana. House Bill 102 would have gone into effect on June 1st. The Montana Board of Regents filed a challenge seeking to block the new law on Thursday. The board argued that the law infringes on its constitutional authority to manage the university system. Lawmakers who supported HB 102 said the new law enforces Second Amendment rights for people to protect themselves on campus. McMahon set the next hearing for the matter on June 7th. State legislative auditors say they can't assess the Montana Public Service Commission's finances because of false documentation and loose spending practices. Analysts for the Legislative Audit Committee say they were given falsified records by the PSC staff while attempting a two-year financial compliance audit on the PSC. They also say commissioners' travel expenses were out of control. Auditors said the lack of credible information from the PSC made it impossible to come to a sound conclusion about the commission's finances. Quote, we had concerns about the integrity and competence of certain management personnel due to an attempt to provide us with falsified documentation, auditors said in their report. There were multiple questions about commission travel, commissioners' disregarded travel policy, which they said let go, using or expending resources carelessly, extravagantly, and to no purpose. In another instance, two commissioners traveled to Washington, D.C., and the plane ticket for one commissioner was comfort class and cost more than twice as much as the plane ticket for the other commissioner. The comfort class ticket cost $1,400, whereas the other ticket cost a little over $500. One flight was out of Great Falls and one out of Helena, but, quote, we did not think the departure location was likely to cause an $899 difference in price. Commissioners aren't supposed to spend money on travel without getting the approval of another commissioner, but in 33 travel instances reviewed, there were 13 times when a commissioner did not seek approval for expenses totaling $15,000. Travel arrangements are normally booked by department staff, but one commissioner booked travel independently using a government credit card and repeatedly used the same airline rather than shopping around for the best deal. That commissioner has since surrendered his government credit card. Auditors say they have multiple documents that appear backdated and suggest more falsification. PSC staff indicated the falsified documents were merely a misunderstanding about the way things are supposed to be done. There were also false reports to the Montana Highway Patrol of a gun threat at the PSC, as well as a theft report made to Helena Police. Both the MHP and the Helena Police concluded the reports were unfounded. Lawmakers, including some from Montana, are trying to bring congestion and overcrowding relief to some of the country's most crowded national parks. Quote, we need a breathing place for our national lungs, 
And a lot of that has to do with intelligent ways of visiting the parks. That's from Ken Burns, the filmmaker who produced a documentary miniseries about the national parks. He spoke before the Senate Energy and Natural Resources Natural Parks Subcommittee. Montana Senator Steve Daines is ranking member of that committee. Visitation to national parks slowed in the first months of the pandemic as many closed their visitor centers and other points of access. But with COVID-19 restrictions easing now, some national parks have already shattered their visitation records this year. More than 87,000 visitors visited Grand Teton National Park last month, up from 59,000 in 2019. Yellowstone National Park saw 67,000 visitors, up from 48,000 in April. And Zion National Park, 470,000 visits in April, compared with the record 372. Many national parks are trying using reservations and timed entry systems to better manage the flow of visitors into the parks. Proponents of reservations say it's a great way to protect resources and limit crowds. Quote, management actions vary greatly based on the individual circumstances. That's according to Sean Bengi, the acting director of the National Park Service. Senator Steve Daines commented, some of these hidden gems that we have are a chance we have to get away from it all and could perhaps maybe solve the problems of congestion in the better-known parks. That's according to Senator Daines. The Biden administration says the U.S. Supreme Court should not take up a Wyoming lawsuit over a blocked coal export terminal in Washington state because the company behind the proposal is bankrupt and won't be building the project no matter what. U.S. Solicitor General Elizabeth Prelogar argued in a brief that there's no legal controversy for the high court to consider because the Millennium Bulk Terminal Project won't proceed. That's according to the Casper Star Tribune. The proposed terminal's parent company, Lighthouse Resources, declared bankruptcy in December. It then failed to find an interested buyer. The brief is the latest obstacle preventing Wyoming and Montana from pursuing efforts to ship coal from the Powder River Basin to overseas markets. The lawsuit stems from a decision from the Washington State Department of Ecology to deny the proposed project's water quality permit in 2017. The department believed the terminals would, quote, cause irreparable and unavoidable harm to the Columbia River. The company initially proposed the terminal in 2012, saying the port would be critical in allowing Powder River Basin coal to export to Asia. However, the brief goes on, even if this court were to uphold Montana and Wyoming's constitutional challenges to the Washington State previous denial of certification and require Washington to reconsider Millennial's application, Millennial would still be bankrupt still lack any remaining interest in the property in question, and would still have abandoned its plans to build the proposed terminal. That's from the brief before the Supreme Court. A bear attacked and injured a hiker in Yellowstone National Park Friday morning, marking the first incident of a bear injuring a person in the park this year. 
That's according to park officials. A 39-year-old man hiking alone on a trail near Mammoth Hot Springs encountered what he said were two grizzly bears. One bear attacked and injured him. The man sustained what are called significant injuries to his local extremities, but was able to hike out on his own. He was transported to Livingston Hospital by park ambulance, according to Yellowstone National Park officials. The Beaver Ponds Trail, where the hiker was injured, has been closed until further notice. Park officials urged visitors to keep 100 yards away from bears at all times, carry bear spray, stay alert, make noise, and hike in groups of three or more. Montana Governor Greg Gianforte is objecting to a U.S. government proposal to alter water releases from a huge reservoir in northeastern Montana to help the dinosaur-like pallid sturgeon, an ancient but endangered fish. The proposal will alter the Missouri's flows on a test basin between Fort Peck and North Dakota's Lake Sakakawea. More water would be released in the spring to help the fish move upstream and spawn, then reduced releases later in the year would come after the new sturgeon hatch. The idea is to mimic natural conditions present before the earthen dam was completed in 1940. Sturgeon larvae would have a better chance to grow into free-swimming fish and avoid drifting down to Lake Sakakawea, where they currently settle in the bottom and die. The plan to manipulate river levels, quote, could flood water users in the late spring and deprive water users during the hot summer months when moisture most critical. Gianforte said that to Army officials in a letter provided to the Associated Press. Pallid sturgeon live in the Missouri and Mississippi River basins and can be six feet long. Montana added 149 new cases of COVID-19 on Friday, and three more residents have died from the disease. Confirmed active cases are now 853, up from 816 the previous day. The pandemic's death toll is now 1,612. Active COVID-19 hospitalizations are down to 65. The virus has put 5,270 Montanans in the hospital since the start of the pandemic. A total of just over 111,700 Montanans have tested positive for COVID-19. Of those infected, just over 109,000 are considered to have recovered. If you need to hear this report again, please check the podcast on our Treasure State Radio Network or KGRTDB webpages. The podcast has listeners in 33 states and provinces in now 21 countries on six continents. We will also post the stories on Facebook on the J. Scott and Treasure State Radio Network pages. Made in Montana news is heard on the Treasure State Radio Network, including KMEH 100.1 FM in Helena, Elkhorn Mountains Radio, KEMR, in Jefferson County, Montana Homegrown Radio in Bozeman, King West Radio in Billings, and ResCast Radio on the Fort Peck Reservation. That's Made in Montana News. I'm Jay Scott. This is the Treasure State Radio Network.